it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing? When I put on this shirt this morning, I expected it to be 75 degrees um, and not 37 degrees. But um, anyway, aloha. Uh, today is our last uh, day in the series on the day I got an F, talking about forgiveness. Next week, we're going to do something really, really cool. Our children, they are going to be, uh, as the, in fact, they're going to be coming down right now uh, because Edie is signaling me with a light. Thank you so much. So if you have a, a K through 5th grader, you can just gonna go ahead and let them come down. And uh, uh, thank you, Ms. Edie. Um, and uh, uh, one of the cool things that's going to be happening next week is our children are going to be leading us in worship. And you're going to be able to experience with them next week what they experience in our one-way street uh, environment. So uh, make sure to show up next Sunday on the 20th, and uh, we're going to have a great time with the kids. Uh, so that's going to be happening next week. But this week, uh, we're ending our series called The Day I Got an F. And if you remember, the, we started this series, and I talked about the day I got my first F on a report card. Freshman year, Clarksville High School, algebra. Um, well, needless to say, I passed algebra. Praise Jesus. Yeah, I passed algebra. In fact, I passed algebra one. I passed algebra two. I went on to do uh, wonderful, great things in high school geometry. And uh, I passed geometry. I even graduated high school. And uh, from there, I went to that uh, very hard and esteemed place to get into Austin Peay State University. Um, <laughs> go Peay. And, um, and, I, and I took fundamental concepts of math while I was at, at, uh, with Floyd Christensen. I still remember his name. And, uh, and, I, and I even graduated college math. Um, you know what's so crazy, though? Even though I went on to graduate a college and went on to even get my master's, math still haunts me. I still have nightmares and dreams about math. I don't know if any of y'all have these same dreams, but I still dream that, um, that I forgot to take a math test in high, school, in high school and forgot to study for it, and then I show up, and you know it, this is like the final. Anybody ever have that dream? I'm with you, Stephen, all right? Um, or oh, what about this? I, and I get this dream a lot as well, that I, I, that I actually signed up for a math class or an algebra class in, in college. I signed up, and yet somehow I forgot about that I signed up for it. And I found out a week before finals that, oh, yeah, I've not been there, and I'm getting ready to have to take a final. That I, anybody have, have, that, have that dream? Okay, okay, if you all have the dream that you're in your underwear talking in front of people? Yeah. All right. <laughs> that have nothing to do with anything. All right. So... Um, yeah, TMI. Thank you very much. You know what? The crazy thing about it is even though I still have those bad dreams about math, the fact of the matter is I passed math. I passed algebra. I went on to get a degree. It's done. That grade that I got and that diploma is final. Nobody can ever take that away from me. Nobody can ever go back and change the grades that I made in, in math because the grade is final. And today we're going to talk about how forgiveness is final. That when God forgives us, He forgives us forever, and there's nothing that can ever make us unforgiven again with God. That nothing can ever change the fact that we have received forgiveness from God. We will never be unforgiven. The fact is, you are forgiven, and it is final. It's totally final. In fact, last week we talked about a really churchy word. It was called justified, and it means that we have been made right with God. 
And so when you ask Jesus to be your Savior, we are justified, we are made right with God, and we are forgiven. But so many times people ask questions like this to me and other people. Well, Chris, can you really ever know that you're saved? Can you really ever know that you've been forgiven? Can you really know for sure? Can you really know that you're going to heaven? Can you know that you're saved? And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. You should know that one of the things that God, when He forgives you, He gives you the gift of forgiveness. We talked about that. But He also gives you the gift of knowing that you are eternally forgiven. And there are entire chapters in the Bible that talks about this. In fact, uh, one of the chapters that we're going to be looking at today is 1 John chapter 5. And in 1 John chapter 5, it's just jam-packed full of God saying, you can know that you are eternally forgiven. You're eternally forgiven. So um, let's, let's dig into this. 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. The doctrine that we're looking at today is called eternal security, that you can be, know that you can be forgiven forever. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. And this is the testimony, that God has given us eternal life, And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. It's pretty simple. Saying this, how do you get eternal life? You get it by God's Son. How do you get forgiveness? Very, very simple. He who has the Son has what? He who does not have the Son does not have Very good. Very simple. But you say, well, I go to church. Wonderful. Awesome. You go to church? Great. You're still not forgiven. But Chris, you know what? I I, I do good things. Peachy. That's wonderful. But you still don't have eternal life. But Chris, I'm a good person. That's awesome. Hell Hell is filled with good people. That is not how you get eternal life. Eternal life only comes only comes through the Son. This is so simple, but we have a tendency to mess this up and add and take away stuff. But if you have Jesus, you have life, period. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have life, period. Okay, let's keep on going. Verse 13. John uh, is writing this, and he says, this is the reason why I'm mentioning all this stuff. He says, I'll write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may think that you, are, that you have eternal life. Is that what it says? Okay, maybe it says this, so that you might um, guess that you can have eternal life. Is that what it says? So that you might know. What this verse says is, yes, you can know if you have forgiveness. You can know that you are saved. You can know where you're going to spend eternity. That's what this verse is saying, so that you might know. If you have your Bible, circle the word know and circle the word eternal life and draw like a connector between the two because this verse says that God wants you to know. And here's a great time to stop. Do you really know? Do you really know that you're safe? I mean, do you know that you know that you know? Or do you have those nagging doubts? Are you worried about, well, I think I did, but I'm not sure if I did and all that stuff? We're going to be talking, if that's what you're thinking, if that's what you're feeling, if you've ever felt like that, then you are at the right place. Because I believe God has you here for, for a time like this so that you can say, yes, now I understand. 
do you really, really know? This is the type of knowing that you know in your bones. It's for certain. You can take it to the bank. Um, uh, It's all about eternal life, and it's all about forgiveness. It's all about Jesus Christ. Last week we talked a little bit about eternal life. and The the first Sunday we talked about that the criminal on the cross received eternal life because Jesus decided to cancel the debt. He made the decision that you don't owe God anymore. God talks about God gives us the gift of eternal life. And as we talked about earlier, the doctrine is called eternal security, that you can know where you're going. God says you can know. So many times, many people are afraid to talk about this because they're worried about, well, you know, maybe I was, and then maybe, maybe I lost it. Maybe I lost my salvation, and, and then I, can I get it back, and all this stuff. And there's a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty out there that a lot of people have. So we're just going to bring this thing into the light today, and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about that forgiveness really is final. It's final. Um, if you don't know if you're saved, if you're worried about losing it, it can cause you stress and worry. You can just spend all of your time just, I mean, just eat up. with. I mean, if you couldn't know that you were saved, that when God said this, you know, don't be anxious about anything. Um, you know, that, there's not a lot of things to be anxious about, but that's a big one. Where are you going to be spending eternity? Um, let's look back at verse 11 and 12 of 1 John chapter 5. I so love that verse. It says this, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. If you have the Son, you have eternal life. You have eternal life. If God gives you eternal life and then you could lose eternal life, then the life really wasn't that eternal, was it? You see, if if you have life, if He gives you eternal life, and then you can do something to lose that eternal life, then it's just like it wasn't very eternal. And look at this. Look at this verse. It says, you have eternal life. It doesn't say you hope to get eternal life. It says you have eternal life. In fact, there's another verse in John chapter 5, verse 24, and it says this. Same dude writing, John. It says, I assure you. I assure you. What does it mean when somebody assures you? It means to promise, to guarantee, to swear, to make something certain. Some of your version says truly, truly. Anytime Jesus says truly, truly, it means sure enough. All right? So Jesus is saying, I assure you, Let's continue reading. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me, what is that next word? Have eternal life. They have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they, are, but they have already. It's like, you know what, just in case you, you didn't get this. You have already passed from death into life. This is one of those great promises of the Bible. You don't hope to get it, Immediately when you ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior and you become a Christian, a Christ follower, you have eternal life. Immediately. It's not that you say, well, one of these days I hope I'm going to get to heaven. No, no, no. You have eternal life. You have eternal life. In fact, I like this. The end of verse 24 says, they will never. Everybody say the word never. They will never be condemned for their sins. It doesn't get any clearer than that. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed. They have already. There's a have and already. It's a done deal. It's past tense. 
They have already passed from death into life. They will never be condemned future because they already have present eternal life. God's forgiveness is final and your salvation is secure. All right, let's keep on going. Um, if you're a Christ follower, how does God see you now? Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. This is the bomb. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Colossians. In fact, we're getting ready to dive into a series in Colossians here in the next couple of months. But this is what Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says. For he has rescued us from the one who rules the kingdom of darkness, and he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. God has purchased our freedom with his blood and has forgiven all of our sins. Now look at all of those verbs there. He has rescued bought, purchased, and forgiven. What do all of those have in common? Past tense. That's exactly right. Those have already been done. We have already been rescued. We have already been purchased. We have already been forgiven. It is past tense because it's already happened. Continue reading. Verse 14. God has purchased our freedom with His blood and forgiven all sins. Somebody say the word all. Let me tell you, if something doesn't get you excited today, this word right here should get you excited. He has forgiven all of your sins. Now, according to this verse that we have up on the screen, how many of your sins were covered by Jesus dying on the cross? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. All. How many of your sins were covered by Jesus' death on the cross? All. Absolutely. Now, hear me. People who don't believe in eternal security don't believe this verse. Let me tell you what they believe. They believe it this way. All my sins up to the time that I got saved were forgiven by Jesus' death on the cross. But that's not what the Bible says here. On the cross, listen to me, Jesus Christ forgave all of your sins, your past, present, and future sins. The confusion comes because we think that He's forgiven our past because it's already happened. But since I'm not messed up tomorrow yet, then he hasn't forgiven my tomorrow's sins. But think about it. When Jesus died on the cross, how many of your sins were future? It's exactly right. All of your sins were future. All of our sins were future. So for him to die for all of your sins, he had to die for all of your future sins. All righty? Um, the reason why we've been rescued and purchased, we've been forgiven, is because God made the decision that we don't owe Him anymore. He has forgiven us. And that forgiveness is final. He purchased us. He paid the debt with what Jesus did on the cross. And He forgave all of our sin. All of our sin. Now skip down to verse 20. It says this, Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 says, And through him God made peace with everything in heaven and on earth. How? By means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes, this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. How did God see you before Jesus Christ? before you came to know Jesus Christ, by this verse. How did he see you? Enemies, far away from God. Another one is what? Separated. Those aren't very good terms. It's not a really good way to describe us. Enemies. And if you're an enemy with somebody, there's not a lot of ooey-gooey love stuff going on right there. All right? 
enemies is you're gritting your teeth and you're, you know, and you're, you, you, you know, there's some forgiveness issues there, all right? Enemies, you're separated, you're far. Why? Because of our actions and our thoughts were evil. God didn't have the problem, but we did. We had the problem, and our problem was sin. And this is a good time for me to just stop here and say this, that if you don't have a relationship with God, this is how God sees you. Still, you're still enemies with Him. You're still separated from Him. You're still far away from God. That's how you are now. But, but Chris, again, I, I, I come here. I do a lot of stuff. But again, he who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son does not has life. The great That's the bad news that you're separated, your enemies. The good news is coming later. That You know what? You don't have to continue being that way. You don't have to continue being God's enemy. You don't have to continue being far from God or being separated from Him. But, let's say this, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you're a Christ follower, you've asked Jesus Christ to cover your sins, and you've asked for forgiveness, look at how God sees you in verse 22. Look at this. This is how He sees you now. Look at it. Yet now He has brought you back as friends. We're no longer enemies. We're friends. He's brought you back as friends. He has done this how? Through the death on the cross by His own human body. And as a result, here's the point, He has brought you into the very presence of God and you are holy and blameless as you stand before Him without a single fault. Did you just see that? This verse says that God sees you as holy and blameless. That God sees you without a single fault. That you don't have a single fault and I don't have a single fault. I keep on been trying to tell my wife that I don't have single fault. And she doesn't believe me. But this verse says I am no faults. Now let's get real, Chris. <clears throat> Do I act holy? Not all. And do I act blameless? Not all the time. But this is the good thing about this. Forgiveness is not based upon my actions. Forgiveness is not based upon my actions. Forgiveness is not based on my actions, but Jesus act on the cross. And that leads us to our big idea. Our big idea is this. God's forgiveness is eternal not based upon my actions, but based upon Jesus' act on the cross. Jesus' action on the cross, Him dying for our sins, He gives us a forgiveness that is, will last forever and our salvation is secure. Listen to what Hebrews 9.12 has to say. I mean, it doesn't get any clearer than this, friends. Hebrews 9.12 says this, He took His own blood and with it He secured our salvation Forever. 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 Forgiveness is forever. A, can, a, a canceled debt forever. Hear me. Because if doing good things doesn't get you salvation, then doing bad things can't take salvation away. If doing good things does not give, get you forgiveness from God, then doing bad things will not take God's forgiveness away. Because God sees us now as holy and blameless. 
we have a right relationship with God. We're justified. We are without fault. That's so important because God is giving you eternal life, not term life. Anybody, anybody know what term life is? Um, my wife and I recently moved into a new house in January, and somehow because of a mix-up in the mail, um, our health insurance bill didn't get to us. And uh, we got a, a statement in the mail saying that if we don't do something soon, our term health insurance will be canceled. Um, let me tell you what term insurance is. Some of you know, some of you might not know. Term insurance is, is simply this. It's something you've you got to keep on paying to get. If you stop paying into a term insurance policy, you're no longer going to have the term insurance policy. Some people have term, term salvation. Some people have term forgiveness that you've got to pay up every week or every day. You've got to do this thing and not do this thing and do this right. And, not do, and if you do this, then, okay, I can have eternal life. But God doesn't offer term salvation. He offers eternal salvation. And there's a huge and a big difference. When Christ died on the cross, His forgiveness was so complete that He forgave all of our sins. That's what the Bible says. Every one of them. In fact, Jesus' last dying words on the cross were, It is finished. And that word, I really wanted to talk about this in our series, but there's just so much in the Bible we just can't jam-pack in 25 minutes. But the, at the end, that, that word is an accounting term, and it literally means paid in full. Everything is canceled. It's done. Paid in full. And we no longer have to keep paying up into it. We no longer have to keep depositing it because, really, we don't bring anything good to the table anyway. The only thing that can give us eternal life is His Son. I want to end with this verse right here. Verse, uh, uh, chapter 8 of Romans, I'm telling you, again, we could be here for hours. I give you my word, we won't. But I love this passage of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 33, this is what it says. It says, Who dares to accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Will God? What's the answer? No. God doesn't condemn us. He says he, he doesn't accuse us. Uh, he is the one who has given us right standing with himself. Some of your translations say justified. All right? He's given us right standing with himself. Okay, he goes on. Who will condemn us? Will Christ Jesus? The answer is no. For he is the one who died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting at the place of the highest honor next to God and he's pleading for us. That's awesome. He, he doesn't accuse and he doesn't condemn. He ends in verse 38. Paul says this, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from his love. Everybody say the word nothing. Nothing can separate us from his love. Death can't. Life can't. The angels can't and the demons can't. Our fears today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation. Everybody say the word all. All. Are you in all creation? Yes. So even you can't separate yourself from Christ's love if you are a Christ follower. 
Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, we started this morning saying, can you really know? Can you know that you have eternal life? Can you know that you're really saved, where you're going to spend eternity? You know, um, God is saying today that if you don't know, you know, maybe you, you, you got dunked, you got baptized, you went down front, you walked an aisle, you've been in church all your life, you've done the great things, you've put money in the offering plate, you've dressed up, you've done all of the right things that everybody says you should do, and yet there's still a void in your life. It just might be that you're not saved. It might be that you've not chosen to connect with God through Jesus Christ, that your forgiveness, you've really never experienced God's forgiveness. And if you have ever doubted, if you have been doubting, you know what? I don't know. I don't know that I know that I know that I know that I am saved. This morning, you can make that right. God is saying to you this morning, you know what? Wherever you're at and whatever you've done today, let's nail that down. Talk to me. Give me your sins, and I will give you my forgiveness. I will give you my right standing with God, Jesus said. So if you're doubting, do not leave here doubting anymore because I've got to be honest with you. Doubt, there is no peace when you doubt. Now, you may be a, a, a different direction. Chris, you may say, I've never experienced God's forgiveness. I, I, I've never, ever, ever uh, asked Jesus to take my sins and forgive them and to wipe my slate clean. And I've never asked Him to be my Savior, to save me. And I'm, my encouragement to you today is don't leave here without doing that. Spend some time. And we're going to spend some time just praying. And this would be a great time for you to just say, you know what, God, I have never done this, and I need to. I need to. Let's, uh, let's pray. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. And uh, if you've been doubting, if you've been, I just, I just don't know. I really don't know. I, I did this, and I did this thing a while back, but it just, it's never felt real to me, and I just don't know. With nobody looking, just raise your hand. Is that you? Okay. All righty. If that's you this morning, Pray something like this. God, Lord, I, I come to you this morning and I, I just don't have any peace. I've not had peace. And I just don't know about if I have eternal life. And your word says so clearly that if I have the Son, I have life. And I just don't know if I have the Son. So, Lord, right now, I just I ask you. I ask you to, to make me sure. I ask you to come into my heart and my life and to save me from my sins, to forgive me, and let me understand that your forgiveness that you offer is final. Lord, thank you for hearing me. With everybody, nobody looking around, every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be that other group saying, you know what, Chris, I, I've never asked Jesus to be my Savior. I don't have that forgiveness because I've never done it. If that's you, you can pray a prayer, and you can say, God, love you. Something like this. Lord, I love you, and I know you love me. Lord, I pray that you would forgive me. Forgive me all of my sins. Lord, I want the Son, 
And Lord, I know when I have you, when I have Jesus, I have eternal life. So Lord, I believe in what you've done and what you did for me on the cross. Lord, I ask you to be my, the Lord, the person who calls the shots in my life and be my Savior and save me from my sins. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed a prayer like that, the next thing you need to do is you need to go public. And how we do that is by baptism. It's telling everybody, I love Jesus. In fact, we have a couple of baptisms right now that we're going to show that happened a couple of weeks ago. And uh, if that's you, if you need to be baptized, if you, if you say, I made that commitment, uh, as the uh, offering bucket gets passed around in a couple of weeks, couple of weeks, in a couple of minutes, if you would just mark on there, I began a relationship with Jesus, there's a little checkbox, and just put that in there, and we would love to be praying for you. Let's watch these baptisms now.